Download the app, Bet Big, Win Bigger. And I got to tell you, I really like the sound of that. And with WinBet, it's just that easy. WinBet has what you need to win. So if you're from Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, or right here in Virginia, sign up today to receive special offers and take advantage of great promos for the big game and the upcoming college basketball tournament. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com. Download the app, bet big and win bigger. Let's get after it. Terms and conditions apply, must be 21 or older, and present in a state where win bet is available. Gambling problem? In Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. In Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, and Virginia, call 1-800-GAMBLER. And in Michigan, 1-800-270-7117. Tennessee, y'all too, 1-800-889-9789. With Vroom, you can shop thousands of cars right from your phone and have your next ride delivered straight to you. I like to look at the listing on my couch. You know, it's peaceful. I can think. Nobody's trying to trying to get one over on me. You know, it's a lot of Tahoes out there. I want a Tahoe. You know, do I really need that package? Well, let me decide for myself. Okay. With Vroom, I can do that. Vroom is the better way to buy your next ride. You never have to haggle or negotiate the price of a car, so you know you're getting a good deal. With thousands of cars available on Vroom.com, you can make sure you get the ride you really want so you don't have to settle. You have a full week or 250 miles, whichever comes first, to make sure your new ride is right for you. Plus, all cars on Vroom.com come with a 90-day limited warranty and one year of roadside assistance nationwide, giving you peace of mind while on the road. You can trade in your old car when you buy your new one, or you can even just sell your car to Vroom. When you sell your car on Vroom, you get a price instantly. You can buy a car from Vroom entirely online, so next time you need to buy a car, just grab your phone, go to Vroom.com, and check out thousands of cars. Welcome to the Greenlight Podcast. A wonderful special guest today, it is Joe Montana. That's right, Joe Cool steps into Virtual Studio J. And Joe is an open book. He's going to talk about plenty. The 49ers quarterback situation. Super Bowl 57, Chiefs-Eagles from the other night. The call, instant replay, how Patrick Mahomes impresses him. He talks about Tom Brady's career. And then Joe dives into his own career. The Super Bowl wins, the injuries, the teammates, the amazing plays, the memorabilia, which he actually has some for sale at Golden Auctions. You can find the link in the description of the podcast. He also takes Chris down memory lane, so make sure you keep your ears open for that little nugget in the episode. Also, a couple programming notes. We have Amazon AMP on Thursday at 4.30 p.m. Make sure you tune into that on the AMP app on your phone. Friday, we're back with The Freak Show. And then next week, we're moving to our off-season of two episodes a week. And I'll just tease it now. You might hear a little bit more making. You might hear a little bit more facts. Maybe Kyle could be Bo Allen in there. But just so you're aware, we're going to two episodes a week next week, heading to the off-season schedule. Now enjoy Chris and Joe Montana. All right, so this morning we were talking a lot about Patrick Mahomes, uh, you know, and where he's, he sits among the greatest quarterbacks of all time now that he's off to start, he's off to. You can't mention the greatest quarterbacks of all time unless you mention Joe Montana, uh, a guy that I got to know as a kid a little bit, and, uh, <laughs> and now he joins my podcast, so this is pretty damn cool. Joe, do you remember he uh, was running around at the Pro Bowl? I feel like I shared a car with you a couple times. You know what? I, I think I'm pretty sure it was you. Yeah, it was me. But should, can I can I tell an embarrassing moment? Yes. I think it, I'm almost positive it was you. It might have been your brother. So we're at the Hall of Fame. Do you remember this? Sure. Or we're at the Hall of Fame, and Mr. DeBarlo has a party, and a f- couple friends of mine were watching the boys, and I see one of them coming in the door, and I go to my, turn to my wife and go, "Oh no, this is not good. <laughs> this is not good." <laughs> You know what I'm talking about? Yes, 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 yes. Not good. So he, he comes over and he goes, um, we got a little problem. I go, what's that? Well, 
your son and Howie's son are both naked. They're seeing who can jump in the ice machine and stay in the ice machine the longest. <laughs> yeah, that was us. That was us. Yep. Uh huh. Oh so, my god. So we get a little we get a little Pro Bowl action back in the eighties, and then in two thousand, that's uh, Dad and you going in the same year. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, and we had to make it interesting. Uh, and then I just found this out today, Joe. Dad's yeah. first sack in the NFL was against you. He didn't sack me ever. Yeah, then he's lying. <laughs> then he's lying. He's just like, yeah, oh, I don't remember that. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, you know, it, it was so much fun playing against those guys. You know, it, it, they had a, they had a really good team. Yeah. You know, especially up front with your dad, and then they had that knucklehead Matt uh, Millen in the middle, mm -hmm. and they, they, it was it was it was tough playing against them. But you know what? I, some and sometimes in the middle, Matt made me laugh so hard while, while I was saying that. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, it, it was just. You look back on those times, man. There's not there was nothing like it. I'm sure you do the same. You look you look back and you go, but those you just can't get. You just don't have that. You know, you can't find that camaraderie. The 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 battles that you do against each other, but the respect you have for all. And you know, my wife and I we laugh all the time because my wife finally said to me, "Why don't you like Phil Sims?" I go, <laughs> I don't know. Because he's the enemy, yeah, and he's always like beating up on our defense. And she goes, "Well, have you ever spoken to him?" I go, "No." <laughs> she goes, "Why don't you try?" So one day, just I was with, and we were doing something. And I said, "So my wife said I should talk to you," and we both start laughing, right? <laughs> like we neither one could figure out why we didn't like each other. And then as it moves on in life, right, he ends up helping coach the boys in throwing. Oh, that's funny. No, yeah, yeah, it was great. I and mean, we've become great friends, and he just loves the boys, and they love him. And Nikki makes fun of his hair all the time. <laughs> like, he makes fun of mine or lack yeah. of my hair. Yeah, you, still, you still got it going, though, man, up there. So, I <laughs> well, mean, no, it's, it, was, it's it like that? was it like that, Joe, with guys? A lot of them that you played against for a decade, it's like a different time now. Like, I was at the Super Bowl. It's like a week-long event. Everybody's yeah. partying. They're meeting up with guys from other teams, running into people. The age of social media, the jersey trading, like yeah. the '80s seemed a little bit more all business. You know, yeah, uh, when it came to the guys across the sideline. Were there guys that you became tight with later? Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, you look at so when Phil was throwing with the boys, he was working out in um, in yeah. Jim Burt's facility. So when Jim and I, when he came to the 49ers, we just laughed about it. Like everybody said, well, it was such a, that was a terrible hit. I go, it wasn't the hit as my head hit the ground. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, cause like, like a, like a dummy, we quarterbacks when we let a ball go, instead of like taking your eyes off it and protect yourself, we all want to try to watch where it goes. So you mm -hmm. keep your head up. Then the last thing that hits is your head on the turf. And that's yeah. why it was, the, that was it. Yeah. And, and we laughed all the time, but it's fun. Because when he worked out, Jim was always over in the facility that that Jim Bird owns, and yeah. it was fun. Yeah. But yeah, you got to know a lot of guys, and uh, as the years went on, like Mel Blunt from the Steelers, that he we got connected through Cutting Horses, which was crazy mm -hmm. thing that we both used to do. And yeah, there was a lot of guys that you met, and um, it it was a little bit different though. Obviously, when we had our two weeks and. Um, and, and when you were going to another Super Bowl, meeting other guys, it, it was friendly, but it just wasn't like it is today. And I think maybe social media has a lot to do with, you know, that connections and, you know, people staying in touch a little bit easier, you know, yeah. for a while. I think we were there when the first cell phones started coming out. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I used to ask my dad, I asked my dad this actually recently, like, during the playoffs, how the how the hell did y'all like get the scores from around the league? Or you know, you go back in the locker room, be like, "Who are we playing next week?" I'm sure that maybe they had it up on the the jumbotron, yeah. but word traveled slower. Yeah, a lot slower. A yeah. lot slower. That's crazy. Um, <laughs> I, one of the reasons uh, I wanted to talk to you was about the golden auctions thing you got going yeah. on, which is really cool. Yeah, we had Ken on the show. Guy's unbelievable. I mean, like, it's just so interesting to hear his story, how he started the things that he yes. sold, some of the stuff that he has in his possession. We got the link. 
in the description of the pod to some of these awesome items that you're auctioning off. Some of them I saw are just incredible and still at this point, and there's a couple weeks left priced affordably. Like I'm like, I could get Joe Montana's gold jacket. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't keep up with what I haven't been on the site, but yeah. it's been a long time. And, uh, we've moved a couple of times and we're trying to downsize and we're sitting here going, you know, what are we going to do with all this stuff? You got to find storage for it. Yeah. We asked the kids take whatever you want. And luckily for me, I have four kids and I got four rings. So that mm-hmm. one, those were the biggest things. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it's time, you know, you, you go out to all these autograph signings, right? You see people buying all this stuff and all of them are like, well, dying. If they're going to buy stuff, why shouldn't they buy something that, that's real. Yeah. It came from, from me when I played um, my collections are the things that I've collected over time. And, you know, the money's going to go portion of it to charity. The rest are going all to the kids. So um, it, it's, it's not like I'm doing it for the money for me. I, I, it's that I don't have any space anymore. I'm tired of looking at it. And, yeah. you know, eventually after, after, after a while, I, I love the game. I love watching it all the time. You just kind of move on with your life, uh, you know, at some point. And I started a little seed stage venture fund that we've been investing now since 2015. There's right now there's five partners and all early stage stuff and just having a blast, but yeah. I still can't wait for Monday or Sunday or Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I still like watching the games, but yeah. um, I'm just not a big, huge, huge part of our life. Jennifer gets us, you know, if she decides, Hey, you guys want to go somewhere and let's go for this hike or go, let's go to this place. And we're all, everybody's up. Everybody's a doer in the family, you know, more than a watcher. Mm-hmm. And, and while I love watching the game, I'm not a very good spectator at all. I'm not sure how you feel after that. Yeah. It's hard. Yeah. And, and I was going to ask you because like for me, just even doing this in the yeah. capacity that I do it, there's, it, it, it heightens the sense of, I wish I was out there sometimes. Yeah. You know, like being so plugged, oh, yeah. being so plugged into the game, and I think yeah. one of, one of your you've made some amazing plays and you've won some some big games. But I think one of the most amazing things you've done is you've you've transitioned post football quietly. You know, like you, yeah. you 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 don't hear a lot from you, and I know that you're not like terribly involved as you just uh, alluded to in the day to day football stuff. You still love the game, yeah. but has that helped you kind of create a barrier for yourself? So you're not like, man, I'm still in it. And I'm, I'm feeling like I'm tempted or wishing that I was still playing. Yeah. I think the, I think the, um, the good thing about it is that well, Jennifer and I, and all the, actually all four of our kids live in the city yeah. here and it's an hour away to the facility. If I think if I was, if the facility was here in the city and I was closer, you know, it might be a little bit different. Yeah. You know, I might be around, try to be around more, but I don't, I miss the game. I don't miss like hanging around and going every game. And well, you know, people, when you go to the game, people just don't, you can't watch the game. Yeah. So everybody said, are you staying for the Super Bowl?" I go, Nope. We're on a flight at 12 o'clock. I'll be home. We'll watch it at home. And I watched it with some friends uh, yesterday and it's so much more relaxing and, you know, the beer is still really cold yeah. by the time you get to drink it. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. There's a bathroom right there. The whole yeah, thing, yeah, right so. there. There's no line. Yeah, no, it's, <laughs> I got out of there Saturday and I'm the same way as you. Um, you know, I like to watch at home and, you know, I do miss the game, especially when it's a big oh, yeah. one like yesterday. Cause it's like, yeah. you know, uh, you got to go four times, you got to go four times. You get, you won, you won four times. You got, you know, you've done everything, man. It's just like, but, um, but you still, you're like, damn, that went by in a heartbeat. The two times I went to the Super Bowl, yeah. it's just such a flash, you know, yeah. and it's hard to soak it in. You'll never, I don't care, I yeah. bet if you were you were there seven, nine, ten times, when you yeah. move on, you still watch the game and you're like, man, it just took so much work to get there, um, but it goes by so fast. Yeah, and, uh, it, yeah, yeah, and I look back and then, you know, when I was in Kansas City, I had a three-year contract and I left after two and you sit there and go, maybe if I'd have played one more year, some of those new rules would have kicked in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> 
The best moments in a sports fan's life are in football season. I'm not talking about September. I'm not talking about the first week in October. I'm not even talking about the second week in October. I'm talking about when it gets colder, the temperature drops, the games get bigger, the hits get harder, and you can curl up and watch some meaningful football. I like to do it with a Miller Lite from the fridge and a cold frosty mug from the freezer. Frosty mug, meat, a cold, beautiful can of Miller Lite from my fridge. That's teamwork. We come together, we can make a great play out there, and the, and the best play to make on a Sunday is a nice cold Miller Lite and a frosty mug at home. That's my favorite thing. Maybe a fire in the fireplace. Yeah, now we're talking. But Miller Lite, it's an original, and it's more than that. It's been a fan favorite since 1975. The best part, no matter how your team plays, Miller Lite is always a winner. The perfect beer for Sundays, I gave you the, the hot tip. Having that frosty mug is a lot like having home field advantage. I mean, like, it just makes everything better for your boy and your boy's friends who file in every Sunday to enjoy cold, ice-cold Miller Lite uh, at, at, at my house. I mean, we have a lot of people over, and I got to have the Miller Lite stocked up. A lot of light beer cuts back on the most crucial ingredient, flavor. Just 96 calories and 3.2 carbs per 12-ounce serving. Miller Lite, quick on its feet, heavy hitting on flavor. No wonder it's been MVP from day one. This football season, enjoy the sweet taste of victory with Miller Lite, the original light beer. Find it pretty much anywhere beer is sold. Go to MillerLite.com slash Greenlight for delivery options near you. It's Miller time. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories and 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces. Cash App. The easy way to send, spend, save, and invest with friends. Cash App helps you connect effortlessly with your finances and with your people, and that's money. I love going on a float with my buddies and my custom Cash App card. We head out to the James River, we pick up some drinks, we pick up some snacks along the way, somebody pays with their custom Cash App card, and we all share our cash tags and split the bill. That is what friends are for. Cash App provides us with an easy way to send and spend money, save and invest in stock and Bitcoin. Cash App, however, does not provide a dry pair of pants. You want to remember that when you get off the river. Try the number one finance app in the App Store. Whether sending, spending, saving, investing, splitting, tipping, donating, or gifting, that's money, and that's Cash App. Download Cash App from the App Store or Google Play Store today to create your own cash tag. That would have been a good game to plan last uh, two a couple nights ago. The quarterbacks weren't getting hit. You know, yeah, the, the yeah. protection was great. What yeah. did you think about that game watching it? I thought it was pretty typical in the beginning. You know, they just uh, Philly just came out and pounded the ball, yeah. but it I did. But it didn't seem like I don't know. I think Kansas City's adjustments must have done something different because they really shut that down. I mean, they didn't completely shut it down, but they slowed them down enough to where. You know, Kansas City started scoring more points and they were carrying the ball and they were starting to do the things. You know, I think they tried to take Kelsey away early and then Juju took over for a little bit. And then then you got to start trying to cover him and things go back to Kelsey again. And, and Mahomes is just, a, you know, both those quarterbacks played really well. Yeah, they did. Yeah. And, you know, and. You know, as soon as halfway through at halftime, I just pointed to one of our friends and go, when they showed Jalen, I go, that's going to be your MVP if they win. Right. And because he was, he was off to a crazy start in the first yeah. half. And then they just slowed him down. But um, it's fun. You know, obviously, being in Kansas City, before playing there, it's great to see the Chiefs win. But Patrick is just a freak. Yeah. You know, he's just a different person and just a different quarterback where, you know, he, he's not a runner, but he's a mobility guy. You know, he wants to get out there and you make whole, you know, extend the play and make things happen that way. And the nice thing is that you got guys who understand that, yeah. right? And when he starts moving, they're moving. Like, yeah. there's nothing worse as a quarterback when you start moving and you're going, okay, why are you still going that way when I'm going yeah, that exactly. way? Exactly. <laughs> you're supposed to be coming helping. Um, but yeah, I think everybody understands that. And, but I still, in the end, I thought it was a, a great game to watch. It's fun. No question. It was a lot of fun. Even as an Eagles fan who wanted to see Philly yeah. happy, uh, we got one of the best Super Bowls of all time. When you look at it, 
of course, it's decided on a call that probably doesn't get called most of the time, but also definitely not in your era. Uh, no, not at all. <laughs> um, uh, you know, the, the sad part is, is um, if you're going to use instant replay, just my feeling is then make decisions on everything. Don't, don't pick what you're going to make a decision on because mm-hmm. you can go on down that line and you can watch guys where somebody's grabbing somebody almost every time. Yeah. Right. And it's almost, I guess it's impossible to try to do that. Yeah. But you know, when you make calls that make a difference, it's hard because they see what they see. And then at least at that, in that time of the game, there's, aren't they supposed to review it upstairs? Yeah. Yeah. Don't all those things get reviewed. Mm -hmm. So, Obviously, somebody saw the same thing, but hey, there's bad calls. I can go back to our Washington game against the Redskins in the championship game. I'll show you a couple bad calls. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> and there was no justice. We had, no, we had two phantom calls in the last play on holding on, on Ronnie and one on Eric Wright that you're going, are you kidding me? Yeah. And that ends up letting him win the game. Yeah. And so it happens to everybody. So it's not like it. that's it, just there or... Um, but it's hard in the Super Bowl when because there's so much more on the line than a regular game or like our game to get us into the Super Bowl. Um, so, yeah, I'm the same. I'm not a officials got it tough though. They do. I, well, I, I, yeah. You know what I think we should Pay we should more. do is also. <laughs> well, no, you know what I think it's I think what people get it's sort of like what I say about people understanding why guys want to play so long. Yeah, is go play on a Sunday afternoon. Yeah. And you one game, I don't win or lose, and you'll feel the the adrenaline, the ups, the downs, the camaraderie with all your all your teammates. There's nothing like it. Yeah. And so, and you can't find anything that gives you that feeling after you leave. Yeah. And so, I guess maybe the same, we could say the same thing about a referee. Maybe we should go try and referee <laughs> one game and see how many yeah. mistakes we make. Yeah. <laughs> because they're making it like that, you yeah. know, and it's hard. So, um, I don't know. It's sad to see, you know, one thing make, make a difference in a game, but, um, I can't remember the down and distance and what it was, if, if it really would have, third, did they have more yeah, third and nine, uh, you know, they, Philly would have had a minute 20, uh, and yeah. no timeouts, uh, you know, and probably 40 yards to get into Jake yeah. Elliott's range and, I think it would have been a nice, nice finish to a great game. Might have seen overtime, yes. but there's nothing you can yeah. take away from Kansas City. I mean, they came out in the second half yeah. and won that game. Yeah. You know, so I, you talking about not being able to replace that thing on Sunday? I had somebody really smart tell me that he's yeah. like, "Don't go looking." It was one of my coaches, Al Grow. He coached uh, me in college, yeah. and then yeah. so he was like, "Listen, man, don't waste time trying to find something to replace football." Because there's yeah. no replacing it. You there need to is. find something else that you mimic the work ethic and the commitment. Yeah. And if you're lucky, the camaraderie. But there's no yeah. replacing it. And I, I think about that in, in, in with regards to what we just heard a couple of weeks ago, which is Tom Brady's retiring. He's the only guy that yeah. really I can compare to you with the resume at all. Um, He's done so much. Uh, he was still playing at a pretty high level, although I did turn to my buddies in, in here in the studio at the end of this past year, and I said, this is the first time I've seen Tom Brady look like this, where I'm yeah. like, I just don't know if it's a sure thing that we're going to get the, the Brady you're used to seeing next year if he comes back. What did you yeah. make of the retirement, uh, the <clears throat> timing, well, and everything he has to weigh, and how hard is it going to be for him to move past it? Well, he's got like 300 and some million reasons to go past it than me. <laughs> so, yeah. um, but I, I kind of felt a little bit like you, you know, it's hard. It's really hard because of if you, if I criticize him, everybody's like, well, you just don't like, cause he's better at you know, right. this and that. And, you know, and <laughs> yeah. it's not, but, but I, I saw the same thing you did coming down the end of the year. You know, he, he just wasn't the same player that you saw right. even last year or even the very beginning of this year. And things just started to kind of come apart. And um, well, you know, he's, hell, he's played so dang long. He should. My hats off to him. Yeah. It's not like I'm making you know him look bad or whatever. Trying to. It's just that I, I, you know, he was 
they were sent, people were saying, well, you know, he wants to go to a team that wins. I go, well, okay, we'll just go back and turn the video on and watch because, you know, some of that was, you know, a good portion might, might've been his fault too. Yeah. And I don't think everybody, no one wants to blame it on him. And, uh, but I'm just saying that the same thing you felt when you look at it from that, our, your perspective, my perspective, and other non uh, Tampa Bay, Tom Brady fans right. out there, it, there's a difference yeah. that, that we saw as it came down to the end of the season. And I'm happy for Tom. What the heck? He's had a tremendous career. Oh, yeah. So, can't can't blame him for retiring and everybody said well let's talk about his retirement i go i did that once already i want to wait and make sure yeah we got to make sure (laughs) because when he came out and he was like i still love football and this that and the third and i feel like now it's a back in your day it was like when guys were done they were done and now there's more of the gamesmanship of okay i can retire now I'll unretire after camp you know that's the move or late in the summer i'll hand pick (laughs) my team it has become kind of a, a thing with that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Brady, I mean, great run. You two, two of the best ever. And it's fun to just, it's, it's fun to, to, to watch Mahomes now with something yeah. to chase, whether it's you or it's Brady. It's just like, okay, now I feel like the torch has been passed and he's yeah, the he's... face of the league. And, you know, he's got a long way to go to catch y'all. But with Andy and him, you just never yeah. know. I mean, from a Super Bowl standpoint, that sort of thing. Um, well, it's nice. To, it's nice to see though the, the transition that they were able to, or how they were able to keep the success. And when they when they when they got rid of a bunch of players, yes, yeah. I, I mean, they lost some pretty good players that they they traded. And, yeah, but yet they still kept things going, and and uh, he kept uh, moving things and. Well, and their defense, geez, defense played pretty well too pretty throughout the well, season. Yeah. And that, so, and that's what that you know we all know that they always say defense wins championships, and those were two pretty good defenses in there. And when we won our Super Bowls, I'm not sure, but at least two of those four years, I think our defense was rated number one. Yeah, and maybe the another year number two. So. Um, there was one year that we kind of got in there. We didn't have a tremendous win loss record, but yeah. we, uh, we squeaked in and ended up winning the Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, but you can't, you can't win without those guys. If you can't stop them, yeah. you know, I mean, at first they just couldn't stop Philly yeah. and all of a sudden they came out and start getting some stops and then they start scoring. So, uh, it'll be fun to watch them. Yeah. It'll be fun to watch where they, where they go from here. Yeah, pretty adaptable group. Uh, they've yeah. changed their whole line. They changed a bunch of targets outside, and they still rolled offensively, which is yeah. a testament to Andy and Pat. Yeah, I think that's the teamwork. You know, everybody's like, is it Brady or Belichick? You know, the whole thing. Um, I'm sure you had interesting working relationships with coaches, and we'll get into that. But, like, <laughs> it's all about the relationship between those two guys, and um, yeah. they've mastered that thing. So, you know uh, – Trent Dilfer said something recently about it's hard to compare eras. He said, it, I, will, I wouldn't say it like this, but he's not impressed with today's quarterbacks, and he included Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers in, in, in a sense that y'all had to deal with so much more, and I alluded to that uh, when we were talking about the holding penalty or the non-holding <laughs> penalty in the Super Bowl. Do you watch the game now, and you know, like how different would it have been and how different was it? You know, the guys are unimpeded now. You can't touch them. Um, yeah. The game was more physical. You played through more injuries. Just do you watch the game today and say, what if I played today? Oh, I would have loved to. I mean, played with Jerry Rice and John Taylor and Brent Jones and Roger and those guys today and our defense. But, but the biggest difference, though, and, and it's my uh, it's minute to a lot of people, but it's big to a quarterback. If I know that guy can't hit me, I, it's easier for me to stand in there and throw a ball accurately. Yeah. But when you know that there's a guy he's coming straight on you as you're getting ready to throw, and as soon as you let that ball go, he outweighs you by 125, 150 pounds, and he is going to plant you in the ground. Yeah. There, he's going to drive you one step or two, get you off balance, and then he's going to compress you on the ground. And, and that was the big difference maker back then. So today, if you have not played the game at that position or been involved in the game, that that 
doesn't sound like a big difference. Uh, you can't hit him because they, they hit him and knock him down, but it's not, not the same. Yeah. Um, at that level of the game, it's, it's a little bit more of a difference than people imagine. Um, yeah, you're still getting pressure. You're still having to move around things, but um, they took away a lot of those hits that really were what were the most dangerous too for the quarterback on top of it. Cause Typically, we're, we're the only guy usually getting hit standing still by people who outweigh you by that that many pounds, right? Exactly. And I always used so, to think of us as the tough guys because we hit y'all. But the more I watch football as a man sitting on the couch, I'm like, <laughs> y'all are some of the toughest guys on the field, especially in the 80s. And, you know, I, I, I heard you talking about, hey, we just mentioned it, Leonard Marshall was the guy's name. Leonard Marshall, yeah. Where you're rolling out to your right, and you dodge LT in the NFC Championship game, and in your mind, you know this guy's coming from behind you. And in today's game, you, you trust the rules and the enforcement yeah. rules and the repetition of that, and you just can't trust it. And that hit results in what was it? A sternum, yeah. a, a concussion? Well, yeah, he, he's yeah, separate him with some cartilage in my sternum and knock the wind out of me. You, well, you know, when you get the wind knocked out of you, normally you can breathe out a little bit. I couldn't breathe. breathe. I honestly am thinking I'm, I'm, I might die right here. Cause I cannot breathe at all. And, but my chest hurt so bad that I had no idea my hand was even broken mm. until they sat me up. And finally I said, doc, you got to check my finger. I think it's broken. So he looked at my finger he said, no, everything's good. Well, and I said, Doc, I'm not sure, but I don't think it belongs under there like that. <laughs> and he spiral fractured when he had me in the air. Yeah. He had his hand on my hand. And when we hit the ground, as he tried to compress you, just naturally, he, he like kind of ripped back on my hand and spiral fractured it. Golly. And I don't, and that's why I say, like, I, I, I would have survived the hit. Right, hit me as hard as you want. It's that compression that yes. got did everything. So I like I would like to say, go ahead and hit the quarterbacks. Yeah. Let that be. Let them hit the quarterback. Just don't don't compress on top of them because yeah. we, there's no chance for us to protect ourselves yeah. if you want to try to do your job. Yeah. And that part of it, I could have taken. Yeah, I would have gone out for a play or two, maybe. You know, because he knocked the crap out of me, I won't lie. Because yeah. <laughs> I backed half backed into that. But the problem was, I saw Jerry Rice down the field, and he was open. Yeah. And so, and after I dodged LT in my mind, I'm going, oh, yeah. <laughs> I just got it rid of LT. Because <laughs> that's not easy. Yeah, that's no, I was going to say, that's probably the lead of the whole conversation. Is you do yeah. LT. Uh, oh, man. Cool. But, you know, yeah. the AstroTurf has a lot to do with what you're talking about. I don't know if it was AstroTurf yeah. that game, but, you know, the, the field surface was dangerous. You know, there was yeah. also you guys, and this is one that I had to adjust to as a rusher late in my career. It was like, we couldn't hit y'all below the waist anymore the same way. And in some situations, you know, we're not even coming in there on purpose like that. But you're diving, yeah. you're, you're scratching your claw, and you're yeah. pushed into, you might be getting held the whole thing. Uh, and that's another thing that I think is pretty major. These quarterbacks don't, don't have to contend with is they can set their feet. Yeah. And they know that chances are nobody's going to fall into the legs. Well, I, I think what happened there, and I'm not sure if you even privy to this or if you watched any film of this guy, there was a defensive back for the Eagles that used to blitz and he would not even try to take you up high. He would dive at the quarterback's plant leg. Ooh. You can look it up. It'll be easy to find out. Okay. okay good. But well, I think, I think that was part of it, you know, and, and the other, that the rule that came along after that was, was looked at to start, you know, back then, because we don't, you, you, as you know, it, there's enough injuries in this game. You don't need to try to hurt somebody. Yeah, no, it's, it's actually hard. For, yeah. And for you guys, when you're mixed in with the, with the other big guys and yeah, you're falling down. That's, that's typically an accident yeah. or that's what you can grab. Yeah. And what this guy was coming in on, you know, untouched and then don't even try to hit him. They just like go straight for the plant leg. And it was the wild west. <laughs> like as far as just the whole, you went out with a concussion in the 80s, I know we're well past this, but like, what was the protocol? There was no protocol, was there? Was it yeah. just, hey, let's, it was like, are you awake? Uh, 
Yeah, what kind of car do you drive? Yeah, okay, you're good. <laughs> oh my God. I remember that you, I was having a great game actually at Candlestick, and uh, they got me on the sideline. I got dinged, and they're asked, they're reading me the riot act, and I'm telling them exactly what fucking day it is. I'm telling them what time it is. I'm telling them, they asked me where I go. I'm, I'm in. I remember it was like Santa Clara or whatever the municipality I was in. I didn't say San Francisco. I want to get back on that field, but y'all didn't have to jump through those hoops. No, huh? Uh -uh. No, it wasn't. It wasn't that, you know, when you were clear, when you felt like you were clear and ready to go, they gave you a couple little things. They checked your eyes and gave you the, gave you the nod. Here you go. That's wild. And, and, And my dad used to talk about just things that are foreign to me, like guys smoking heaters in the locker room, did you guys have guys ripping darts in the locker room? What's the last year that you saw somebody uh, smoking a, a you know a heater in the locker room? It was in the eighty, and that was late eighties too. Yeah. It was one was a wide receiver and one was a defensive end. I bet it was Both Charles Haley. Were, no, it wasn't Charles Haley. Okay, that dude was crazy, was, right? Charles Fred, Haley was. Fred, was, yeah, Fred Dean. You remember Fred, Fred Dean? Dean. Okay, yeah. Uh, yeah, he and Freddie Solomon, they used to do it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah. is so, it's amazing to me with the nutrition today and everything. You know, you just go back into the late 80s and guys are smoking in the locker room. It's crazy. I know. Um, I know. Uh, how about Charles Haley since we're here? Everybody's was, got a Charles Haley a story that I've talked to that they play with. Yeah. Like just the, the antics in the yeah no in the locker room Charles was crazy in a lot of ways and you know he was just but I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you a story on the other side of it yeah right as crazy as he was and I mean he had Jerry Rice chasing him around one time with a um a fire extinguisher trying to kill him because so, <laughs> <laughs> he picked on he picked on everybody me every it didn't matter who you were the heck when you got on the same bus that he did when you landed in another city he sat there and he just picked on everybody until he could get somebody to to stick with him right uh-huh, battle uh-huh. but the man has a heart of gold yeah so one day you know the offensive lineman and defensive lineman don't always hang out right so one of the offensive linemen was doing some building, putting on a new porch or doing something with a new porch or something. And he, and he was asking some of the other guy offensive linemen to see if they could come over and help him. And I don't know if anyone ever did, but he, this, the, what he told me was what he got up the ne- next morning and there was a knock on the door and he walked out and he said, Charles, what are you doing here? Well, he's, I heard you needed some help with your porch. I was going to, I came over to help you. Wow. And so it's like, he didn't even never ask Charles, but Charles overheard him. And, but he's, he's, he, he's like that. Yeah. But he's also like, when you see him, I, I just can't stop laughing. Just looking at him. Cause I know he's going to say something <laughs> funny about somebody. Uh-huh. He doesn't, he doesn't care. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> the stories I've heard, he just seemed like no, an all time classic, I guess. Oh. And I guess it could go either way, but he, yeah. uh, he seemed like a classic, yeah. another defensive player. Um, I believe Ronnie's the godson or godfather of one yeah. of your kids. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, Ronnie youngest Lott, son, yeah. Who I got yeah. to know a lot um with my dad on NFL Fox yeah. Sunday and obviously through meeting him through football. Yeah. But what a man and just like, you know, the lore around him, the number one yeah. thing everybody thinks about is the pinky, right? Uh yeah. <laughs> what what how did that whole thing go down? Is it how I heard it or Yeah, he just got he, you know, I guess he got in there and got stuck his finger got stuck in the somebody's helmet and it just got pretty much torn off yeah and so they gave him the we can yeah. sew it back on and it'll take, take you know three four weeks yeah. to get or we can just take it off and you can play next week he said take it off it's so, so crazy yeah and then, and by the way ronnie was in charge of charles yeah he was charles's chaperone <laughs> yeah. good. that's good it sounds like y'all's reputation wasn't a motley crew but there's some personalities oh, on that team Oh my God! Yeah, there was some fun, fun. Don't you know how the locker room is? Yes. Yeah, it's crazy. And yeah. and Charles was the big part of the craziness when he was in there because he was always stirring it up. How, <laughs> so, how did you? How did you make uh, determinations? You know, like back to the health thing. Like I know you had a lot of elbow issues. I've heard you talk about you know having to shoot it up. And I know from having injuries when you're shooting cortisone into a yeah. spot is going to eat at the, the ligaments and that sort of thing. Eventually it's going to be good in the short run. Yeah. Do you think that 
like slowly kind of affected your my elbow your capabilities late late in your in your career and how did you make those determinations of like is it worth yeah. it well it, it did eventually but yeah. while they were while i was getting shot it was helping yes. <laughs> so it didn't hurt right and i mean literally i'd be get i'd get shot up on the way to the, either on the airplane or you know after we landed depending on where how far we were going and it was like 12 or 13 weeks in a row and eventually like you said it just it just ate through the tendon and literally was I, the hard part was i just come back from the broken hand so i hadn't really done any work on my arm or throwing or anything so i was just out playing catch with a guy I played with at notre dame dave weimer who was on the 49ers at the time and i just felt it go i felt I felt it go, and I didn't know how well that felt weird. And then I tried to throw, I threw again, and it, oh, it just, I, yeah, I, it, I tore that pronator off. Yes. And so they just, they sewed it up, drilled some holes, put some staples in it, and it was fine, except for one of the staples, every time I threw, would hit my ulnar nerve. It shut your and whole so, down, right? Yeah, so it would like zing me. So they went in to take that out, and they ended up dinging that nerve, and my lost all grip strength in these two fingers and half of this one. And so uh, that's what took me the longest to come back from the injury. But even then, after that, I had great therapy and, and um, I was ready to play long before I got on the field. And yeah. I was at least halfway through the season. I could have gone out there, but. And, and, and I've heard now, like you, the main thing you deal with is back pain, right? Well, I've done a lot of work on my back. Unfortunately for me, Chris, I, I, I got a new knee. I got a new shoulder that actually got infected. Damn. And so, you know, they had, they had to take it out and three or four surgeries later, they put it back in. And I, I would say that in my neck, I got a five level neck fusion. Yeah. My back, I, I honestly, I totally forget about my back. Most of the time now I just do so much core work yeah. that I forget about that part of it. And those are the things like my neck, I, I'm kind of limited if I look like I'm forward, I got, I think he fused me a hair forward. Yes. And my wife's been trying to get me to straight up, straighten up, but it's yeah. really hard. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, you know, I'm limited more turning to the right than to the left. And I threw a football for the first time, um, championship weekend. <laughs> so, um, I felt okay. Better yeah. than I thought. Yeah. It's amazing yeah. what they do. I mean, yeah. you know, my dad got his neck fused too. He had a shoulder, and if you see him on Fox Sunday, and he looks yeah. like somebody has a good point, and he's trying to work yeah, his, yeah, his yeah. big ass head around to, <laughs> to address the other guy on the set, it's because he got the same thing you did. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah, crazy. It's hard. Yeah, it's funny. Like even even though sometimes I can move my neck, I can move it further left. I still want to go like this. Yeah, you turn your whole shoulders for some reason instead of just turning my head. Yeah, but but yeah, you know, hey, the game was to me. Was it worth it? Yeah, it was too much fun. You know, you yeah, know but crazy. I mean, I'm just, you just have such a, like, you, you know, for all the things you're known for and all your excellence, sounds like toughness was right up there. And like, uh, I heard a story this morning that I'd never heard before. And I don't know if it's true, but was you play with hypothermia in college? Yeah, I got, I got, I got sick in the, uh, my senior year, we played in the Cotton Bowl in, yeah. in, um, in Dallas. We yeah. played Houston. And, it, you know, man, I never – we played in some cold games before, and I never go to the heater. I just don't – just I get colder when I come back off of it. Right. Man, in this game, fourth down, sprint into the heater. Mm -hmm. And by halftime, I was shaking so bad I couldn't uh, – I couldn't come out after halftime. So they gave me some, they tried to heat my core to get my temperature back up. And late sometime in the third quarter, I got to come back out of the locker room. They finally gave me some chicken bouillon and kind of heated me up. And then I went back soup. out. And soup. We came, yeah, we came back, we came back to win. That was an ugly game. Yes. I might've had 18 turnovers, but that's, that's <laughs> I threw right. a touchdown pass. And that's do a touchdown right. pass the wind. Yeah, the so that's, forget. <laughs> that's crazy, man. You've seen it all, man.
If you're in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, or right here in Virginia, and you haven't tried the WinBet app yet, I have great news for you. Sign up today to receive special offers and take advantage of great promos for the big game and the upcoming college basketball tournament. Don't miss out on the fun. Download the WinBet app today. Terms and conditions apply, must be 21 or older, and present in a state where WinBet is available. Gambling problem? In Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. In Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, and Virginia, call 1-800-GAMBLER. And in Michigan, 1-800-270-7117. Tennessee, y'all too, 1-800-889-9789. With Vroom, you can shop thousands of cars right from your phone and have your next ride delivered straight to you. I like to look at the listing on my couch. You know, it's peaceful. I can think. Nobody's trying to trying to get one over on me. You know, it's a lot of Tahoes out there. I want a Tahoe. You know, do I really need that package? Well, let me decide for myself. Okay, with Vroom, I can do that. Vroom is the better way to buy your next ride. You never have to haggle or negotiate the price of a car, so you know you're getting a good deal. With thousands of cars available on Vroom.com, you can make sure you get the ride you really want so you don't have to settle. You have a full week or 250 miles, whichever comes first, to make sure your new ride is right for you. Plus, all cars on Vroom.com come with a 90-day limited warranty and one year of roadside assistance nationwide, giving you peace of mind while on the road. You can trade in your old car when you buy your new one or you can even just sell your car to Vroom. When you sell your car on Vroom, you get a price instantly. You can buy a car from Vroom entirely online, so next time you need to buy a car, just grab your phone, go to Vroom.com, and check out thousands of cars. It's funny, because you're, you're a Niner, and you've seen all these damn QB injuries this year, and you well, know, they seem so snake bit. Brock Purdy's the big question. I mean, like... Do you think that he's the guy in the future? You've dealt with yeah. elbow injuries, maybe not this specific injury, but do you think yeah. he can he can come back next year? And are you sympathetic to Jimmy's plight? Because I feel like Jimmy um, Jimmy's been passed over a lot, yeah. but he's he's won a lot of games for him. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, I have the same feeling on that, but I think you know the Tommy John thing. I, you know. Met, the medical world has gotten so much better. Yeah. And from my understanding, the surgery's gotten somewhat, it's never easy, but it's gotten a little bit easier to rehab. And, yeah. you know, that part of it's gotten better. But for me, you have a Super Bowl team. Yeah. Right. I, I think the job is produced to lose if he's healthy. Yeah. Or when he's healthy. But that's my question. If it, what if it's not six months? What if it's seven months? But if it's eight months, you need somebody who's won games for you. Yes. Because that's that team is too good not to have someone who knows. And do you turn it over to Trey, who's you know still on somewhat unproven, or you got Jimmy sitting there? And but I don't know. It must be some rift down there. I don't yeah. like I said. I don't go down there, so I don't. I don't know. I, just, I talk this just off the top of my head and looking and watching the things that Purdy was able to do was somewhat. The hardest part I think they have with Jimmy is he just you can't keep him on the field. Yes. What is this? Is this sec third injury thing? Yep. Um, and while he's healthy, he plays pretty well. Yeah. But you just you got to. And for me, it would be a safety uh, net if you had someone that could play like that. Or is there anyone out there that's run that offense before that can step right in? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they know something more. I don't stay that close to the game. Yeah. But you know, if I'm if I if it's me, I try to find a way to hang on to him until I can figure out whether Purdy can make it back. And that might cost but, you because he's yeah. you know, he's a free agent, and maybe he doesn't feel too good about the way that he he's perceived to have been treated. I mean, like I, I could see it from his angle. Like it feels like he's the guy that for whatever reason. They just don't want to make their mind up on sticking with them, and injuries are part of it. But um, you know, ironically, you know, if they're passing them up for somebody, they've done it for for a rookie and a rookie, and it's just the window's yeah. wide open, and they haven't been able to capitalize. So I feel bad for that team, uh, and yeah. I feel for Jimmy too. I know, oh, um, I, 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 I know you. Like I, as I learned more about your career, it was funny because to me, I was a little kid, like. 
yeah. you know, and, and as I got older, I, I learned about the fact that not only, you know, the Seifert era was weird for you, but like you and Bill probably butted heads a lot. Like I didn't know he had designated starts for Steve Young in the late eighties. Like you're the best in the game and you've got this young kid that they're trying to appease and see what he's got. And they're inserting him into the the season and you guys are contenders. Like how weird was that? And did, and did, did you and Bill like, but heads about that. Like when you won the Super Bowl, was part of you like, yeah, I'm showing you too. Yeah. yeah I mean, it, it was a little bit different. It's kind of people laugh because, oh, oh, you're just getting it back. Because when Steve the Bird was here, he did that to me ah, with Steve. Yeah. But the difference was we were two and 14 yeah. and six and 10. And so I was getting playing time. He was teaching me the game. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, in the, easiest spots he could put me into and yeah did i I mean steve and i are good we're good friends are still good friends and you know every time i'd go in and just i'd cringe as i was passing him on the way to the huddle and it's like geez sorry man (laughs) but uh and then everybody said well you're you're just getting it back from what happened there but the difference was we were (laughs) we had a good team yes you know he was he wasn't getting stuck in the games where you know, we had to battle for. He was going to give them the, the teams that weren't playing well at that time, and and that's the part I didn't I didn't uh, appreciate. And then as, as after Bill left with George, and when I was healthy and not even being, I mean, we just should have gone to three Super Bowls in a row and not even be able to compete for my job was I didn't just that part I didn't think was fair after they stuck him up my butt for six or seven years. Yeah, and then and then. <laughs> And then you get in the game like late in one of those years. I think it was like the last game of the season. Yeah. And there's basically a fucking curtain call for you because yeah. you go out there and you, you look like you. You're tossing touchdowns, and then you gotta you gotta go back to the sideline. That had to be surreal and frustrating. Um, I know yeah. you and Steve are cool now, but it, it's never easy. No, no, it wasn't easy. And you know, everybody used to say, "Well, how how um." You know how did uh, how did you help Steve along? It was not my job. Yeah, which went over well now, which is yeah, crazy. Yeah. People got yeah, mad at Ryan job. Tannehill. I know. I, my my job was to make sure he stayed behind me, right. and if I'm if he's staying behind me, then I'm doing my job. Yes, I'm playing well, and that's yeah. how I approach it. I approach it, but it, I did that with everybody. I mean, get to Kansas City. Dave Craig was there. Yeah, right. And as much as I love Dave, I'm not gonna let him play. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't. Hey, I've been. I've I've worked too hard to get where I am, and I want to play. Period. And you know, people will say, "Well, that oh, that's ridiculous. You should be. It's you're not a team player." No, I'm a team player, but I believe I can help the team more than either one of those. (laughs) that's my that's my contribution that I'm helping the team by making myself better. And um, but you know, you just. It happens to everybody eventually, yeah. <laughs> and then yeah. you just move on. And you know, part of it's kind of what sours you at the end and makes you go, "Nah, I don't need to go down there." Right? Exactly. Well, uh, yeah, it's used associated with some of the political BS. Yeah. You know, like whether it's you late in your career, like for me, lamenting the fact that they want young guys in the building. And yeah, you, you know, exactly. you might, the best guy might not always play, and that sort of, you know, like it's that stuff that messes up football, at least in my yeah. head. And, you know, I, I can only imagine that would be such a shit show if that yeah. happened now. You know, you've got an MVP kind of quarterback, and he's got to take a seat in for, yeah. for a young quarterback, and you're on a great team that's a contending team. It's, it's wild. It's kind of unthinkable. I want to ask yeah. you about your Super Bowl teams, man. The Super Bowl 24 team, 55-10 yeah. to 10 over my, my producer here. He's a Broncos fan. He wasn't alive yet, so it didn't hurt so bad. But 55-10, you alluded to your defense Top three defense, you're 14 and two. You lose two games by a combined five points. I kind of, we don't do this enough, but is that one of the best teams all time? Was that the best team you were on? Yeah. Well, that, that series of guys between the, the team, the 23, 24, and then the next year that where we had gone, should have gone back again. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was the best 
all around talent on, although Ronnie Lott will, he'll, he'll battle with me about it. He thinks the 84 team was okay. And the 84 team had a really good defense, yes. but we just didn't have the weapons. We didn't have like Jerry Rice, John Taylor, Brent Jones. We had good wide receivers and I had Roger Craig, obviously. Yes. Um, but we just didn't have the, the speed and the guys that could turn little things into big things. Um, sort of when you look at the 49ers right now with, with McCaffrey and Debo and all that, you don't, you, you don't have to make plays. Those guys will make plays. Just give them the ball. And that was the way it was with John Taylor and Jerry and, and Brent even. And you, hey, just do your job, get them the ball and let them do their, their thing because that's what they do best. And yeah, that, that's the one time that, I was a little disappointed because you you know how it is when you're ahead you can't wait to go. Oh, that's nice to be taken out of the game. Yeah. Except when you're in the Super Bowl, <laughs> you don't want to come out of exactly. the only game you don't want to come out of. When, especially when you're you know having a pretty good offensive day. So. Well, we um, love staying yeah. in the game on defense because y'all were throwing the ball and everybody was in two minute mode. That's where we made our <laughs> money. So we'd be fighting <laughs> to stay on the field. So I, uh, the 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 Super Bowl um, sixteen run. Your first one, obviously, the catch is it's etched in stone as one yeah. of the greatest plays in playoff history. I think the throw was the lead, but I know you and Dwight were great friends. Yeah. Um, you know, like, is there – that's the catch, okay? Is yeah. there the other catch in your head? Like, and I don't mean that you, know, you were involved in, but when you look back – at the history of the playoffs, is there a catch that you yeah. think deserves a lot of credit to be counted up there with that Dwight Clark reception in the back of the end zone? I was just watching the Super Bowl with Eli. Yeah. And that catch was pretty crazy. The Manning There were some catch? pretty crazy ones. Well, um, and I'm trying to remember who oh, it was Tyree in Pittsburgh. Catch, yeah. The Pittsburgh had... It's Antonio Holmes. I just Antonio. saw him. I just yeah. saw him Saturday. And yeah, I said, man, that, that was sick. the best Super Bowl catch of yeah. all time, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was a great catch. The, talk about your friendship with Dwight. And, you know, like, you guys yeah. remain close over the years, and God rest his soul, passed away from ALS. Yeah. How hard was that, and, and how important was it that you guys stayed close? Yeah, it, it was, um, you know, we came in together. He thought I was the kicker when he first saw me. He, <laughs> really? <just laughs> didn't realize, he didn't realize I was the guy who just beat him when we went through, through Clemson. So, um <laughs> They, um, yeah, it, it, you know, that disease is just so tough to watch and it happens fast. And, um, you know, they're, they're hopefully they're, they're finding ways to slow it down and, and, and help people who also suffer from it. And, but we, we had a lot of fun. We joked a lot. We were roommates for a while and then got, ended up getting married and, then he got married and you kind of separate a little bit. And then eventually you get, you know, something like this brings you back together again. And, yeah. but I used to joke with them all the time and that, you know, dude, come on, seriously. I, it took you forever to get to the back of the end zone uh-huh. to do what you're supposed to do. And then I, I'm waiting. I got a six, eight guy standing in front of me with his hands over up in the air and I have to throw the ball finally. And I go, and then you got to do what? You can throw your arms up, kick your legs. I could, That's dude, what I'm saying. Were, yeah, I said, and I said, if you were a brother, man, that ball would hit you right here. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Yeah, he had to make it look all dramatic. Yeah, 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 yeah. We laugh all the time. Yeah. We laugh all the time. That's so, yeah. I mean, oh, it's, you guys, it's great. You guys, have, you it's, guys so, it's great because I don't. I don't know how many guys are close to where you are, but we got a lot of guys that still live in this yes. around the area, like like Jerry and Billy Ring, uh, Keena Turner. Um, my prayers are out for Keena today. He's having open heart surgery. So, oh, man. Uh, yeah. And uh, Eric Wright. Um, I mean, the, there's a bunch of guys, McIntyre. There's a bunch of guys, much more even that than that. I just talk, was talking off the top of my head. So, and Charles shows up every now and then. <laughs> every now and again to fix your porch. Um, yeah. So, so, so Jerry Rice, man, you know, he's been talked about at yeah. length for decades. Um, you know, would you describe him as a flashy player? I, I thought he was all kind of no, detailed, he called himself, you know? Yeah, he called himself flash, but he wasn't flashy right. at all. 
The only thing he was he was flashy at is he had to have his uniform like perfect. perfect. He would change it halftime if it was dirty. No way. Yeah, yeah. It's funny. We laugh about it all the time. I just did a bunch of interviews with him or, um, over the weekend here, and uh, we laugh all the time. And he, yeah, he goes, yeah. You play like you look, he says. And he called himself Flash, but he just was when we were playing, when he first got to the league, and even the whole time that I remember him being there, he never said a word. He and John Taylor, they were the hardest to to get anything out of. You go, Jerry. So you thought about a JT or you dumped the ball off and go, yeah, JR, what did it look like, man? Did you have him? He goes, were you open? He goes, yeah. And then you turn on the film, there's like three guys on. <laughs> <laughs> but neither one of them spoke much at really? all. Really? Yeah it, was, it was, yeah, it was hard. Once we got to the sideline, you could get a little bit of feedback. But other than that, um, you know, they were quiet. It was, you know, there were, wasn't a lot of, that happened on a building a lot a lot of that happened so I, that surprises that me about jerry you know because the times i've been around him he's real he's real charismatic da dancing with the stars yes changed his whole personality did it really yeah okay. once he got back from there and eric eric right he said dude what the hell happened to you after dancing with stuff <laughs> <laughs> that's some good shit i cannot believe that well, did, yeah. did, did I hear this right? John Taylor had a car dealership he worked at in the off season. Like guys had no, other jobs he, in the off season. Yeah, he used to drive a truck. Drive a truck. Yeah, he used to drive a truck across country back to Philly, back to the Philly area, right where he grew up. And he would just pick up a load and go, and then pick up another load and come back. Yeah, he was crazy. That's just and, it's unthinkable yeah. now, right? The the yeah. the college kids yeah. are making that kind of you know, like the college kids and their NIL money, they don't have to drive trucks. It's just know, crazy. Right? Yeah, trucking yeah. company. And still yeah. drives a truck according to Wikipedia. Yeah. Um yep. so yeah, John Taylor, <laughs> he was a man of many talents. Um let's I want to finish with the Kansas City chapter because it's really cool that you seem like you you embrace that whole chapter and you guys were good. You guys were really good, yeah. better than people remember. And, yeah. uh, you know, what's it like watching them? I mean, we talked about the Super Bowl earlier. How much bandwidth do you have to root for two teams? Yeah. No, I, I, I still pull for both, both of them. Kansas City was, honestly, I didn't, I didn't want to leave San Francisco, but I wasn't going to sit behind somebody I thought I was better than. And I wanted to play. I didn't want to finish yeah. my career on the bench. And yeah. so – when when we started looking around, you know, Arizona made me a crazy offer, like four times, like double what I was going to get make in Kansas City, and my agent and my wife agreed with him, said you you won't make it through the season. They don't have an offensive line, and they went through four quarterbacks that season. And um, man, you look, you got a great organization. You had a really good team, especially defensively. Wow, we had a really good team yeah. defensively. And offensively, you know, then we added Marcus to come on. And, yeah. you know, we had fast up speed on the outside, which, man, those boys, you outrun my arm so quickly. Right, <laughs> so, you're like, I wish I had him in 1982. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm like... I get back, I hit that fifth step and that ball had to come out fast because, yeah. um, but you know, we had, we had, we had, we lost the game, like three games from the end. Um, when, and what made us go to Buffalo and instead we lost home field position and at home that day it was 50 degrees and sunshine and that's not what it was in Buffalo. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it was, um, about minus nine, Wind chill, light drizzle. It was it was crazy. I couldn't throw the ball fifteen yards. It was bad. That home field so uh, important. And, and this is from my producer. Uh, he wants to know: Are you okay with Joe Cool uh, being passed on to Joe Burrow? Or every time you hear somebody called Joe Burrow, Joe yeah. Cool, do your ears perk up? No, it doesn't bother me. Doesn't bother you? Yeah, yeah, no, no. You at like all. him? You like him, Joe? Yeah, yeah. You yeah. see. You know, if it wasn't for a push in the back, they might have been there. I know, I know. You know that. Uh, I mean, 
good for the Chiefs, bad for him. Yeah, no question. Okay, we, we wanted to clear that up because we're going to then continue to call him Joe Cool. We got the permission yeah. of the original so we, Joe Cool. And we're, both, and we're both now with Guinness. So yes, I know. Doing. I like yeah. the commercials. <laughs> I like, yeah, what the hell was fun. that guy's problem? Talk, calling you old man and saying, <laughs> I, I hate that guy in that commercial. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. <laughs> um, Joe Montana, uh, really appreciate the time, man. It's great to see you again. Be sure to check out all the cool stuff on uh, the Golden Auction site. I mean, there's some amazing stuff on here. And like I said, it's been a pleasure. And uh, you were always so cool to me as a kid. It's really nice of you to come with Bob, man. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. I'll uh, tell Nicholas. I'll talk to you. Yeah, tell him to stay out of the ice machines. Your ice ice mate. Tell him to stay out of the ice machines, okay? (laughs) I'll do it, man. Great talking to you. Tell everybody I said hello, man. I will, Joe. It's good to see you, man. All right, take it easy. You too. I'm gonna fight you with my friends.